what's going on guys eli here aka the golden god of podcasting you know how it goes <laughs> for another recap of australian survivor all-stars i believe this is episode 12 now which is interesting because at this point in u.s survivor i think there'd only be two episodes left and uh today i'm with the golden god himself david um <laughs> what's going on I not quiet not quiet but he, it, it is david so yeah, He's like certainly a cheap knockoff. Yeah, the dollar store David Janat, so, you know. I'll take it, even if I'm 5% David. That's enough for me. Yeah, you got the name, so that's good enough. Who good knows? Name. Like, You could have just got, like, a voice voice box replaced and since the season. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> just became, like, an absolute god physically and strategically and TV and everything. The man just scam, scam all the listeners and tell them that it's uh, <laughs> real. Yeah, <laughs> okay, clickbait. No, it's, it's it's the golden god himself. Let's do this. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's wrap up. Let's talk this episode. All righty then. So let's. Where do we start? Really, I think I think we should start off with the damage control that Sean was kind of uh, getting going uh, early on. Because obviously she she flipped on Dave and Mo, in last night's uh, tribal initially, uh, which ultimately saw flip. Go, oh, sorry, Phoebe go. Um, devastating on my behalf there because I honestly Phoebe was probably one of my favourite players. Um, to see her go like that was a bit sad. But uh, Sean, in my opinion, I don't think she played it as well as she could have. Um, no, I I actually I just want to butt in quickly. I think it was quite cringeworthy. Yeah. Did you find that like watching her? Oh, it was just a bit. Like I love Sean as a player, and like I think she's a great person, but it was just really cringy watching her like talk to David and Mo. Like she just literally just became she became their goat, really. Yeah, basically. And then like kind of both David and Mo had kind of a smug look on their face, saying, "Okay, now." that she's going to try and, like, you know, do whatever she can to prove her loyalty towards us. But I don't think that that trio will last as long as uh, what other kind of alliances will. Um, I think it'll get broken up in some capacity yeah. early March. Oh, um, I agree, but it. I, I think Mo and David both need each other. Yeah. I can't see that ending at, at this stage. No, nah, not anytime soon. And but I again, think there's I a think lot it's... of foreshadowing with that Mo and Sean David alliance, which mm. might I add, I think it was really smart on David and Mo. I'm not sure if they were acting. It looked like they were acting, where they looked really pissed off at her, and I was just like, "That's brutal." Like I know that they're not pissed off, but yeah. they need to make her feel uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable enough to to like make sure that she's she's scared and she's worried, because if she believes that she's a threat to go home, then she'll basically do what they say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because she knows at the moment she's probably sitting on the outskirts if it's not for Dave and Mo. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, I kind of also, just, just a little side note, I don't know if you've mentioned it before or not, but Dave's little, like, kind of fourth wall breaking uh What's the word? Like, you know, he kind of smirks towards the camera and he laughs and stuff. It's something I'm really enjoying this season. Like, it's definitely not something that we saw last year. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. 
like just even like with last last night's app and early on this app you know he kind of just like you know while everyone else is doing their thing he kind of gives you a look and a smirk as if you know he's playing along with us or vice versa it's just fun to watch um which i found satisfying but yeah anyway um so then we kind of flipped to uh the vacuma tribe and we saw flick having her first confessional of the episode yeah uh, and you kind of knew she was doomed yeah <laughs> we that got was, the three that episode was arc from flick from episode yeah. 10 to 12 yeah <laughs> so i i kind of as soon as i saw that i was like okay something's happening with flick in the <laughs> episodes at least um which was a warning sign and then and moved straight into this rivalry between Flick and Brooke, which hasn't been spoken about at all besides tonight. Um, and then there was a big kind of, you know, piece on it saying Brooke got burned by Flick, her best friend, in season one, and now she's out to get revenge, um, even though they've been playing best buddies for, you know, this whole time. Um, I did like at the start how they kind of played, you know, they're all happy family on the beach, the water, as at six, and that made me think that it would have been an anonymous episode. Um, that kind of was reinforced with Harry's advantage uh, find. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, which I, again, the editing there was really cool. Um, just how, you know, they were kind of looking up at Brooke as she was looking at looking else, you know, for idols and for advantages, whatever as the advantage was right there. Um, and obviously, as soon as Harry found it, um, I just assumed, okay, not all in. That's okay. Um, so, yeah, there's a few little, like, you know, points in that direction towards a non all episode for me. I don't know about what you think. Yeah, I get what you mean. And it's interesting... Where it's at, though, this whole advantage, which we will get to, like, a bit more later, but because mm. the way it works, is, I think it's really smart. Like, it's just a good way to have, like, that non-elimination episode without having it, like, a stupid Exile Island twist. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'll I think bring it up was... later, but I, I do agree. Like, the editing did kind of have that vibe, and you didn't really feel like Makuta was going to tribal, and looking at it, it was a shorter episode, looking at the TV guide, so... Yeah, yeah. and then, obviously, yeah, having the only... Only having the one challenge. Uh, yeah, no reward. Straight to immunity. That was the first time that's happened this season. Oh, uh, I think, was it? Or I think it was the second time now. First or second. Yeah, well, yeah. definitely one. Yeah, like, no, you're right. It's it happened once or twice. Because I think every other episode's been 90 minutes. Regardless, like, it's just, like, there was a few kind of points towards uh, a non-alim. And then when this advantage was found, it almost seemed like, okay, this is a foregone conclusion. Tonight's going to be a non-alim episode. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Um, what do you reckon? Move on to the challenge. Yeah, for sure. I was just thinking about it. What do you think about that? It was basically just an obstacle course. Yeah. But uh, Varkama suck ass at digging holes, clearly. like. Yeah. Well, yeah, the big thing at the start was, like, the strategy there. Dave came in with, you know, he had experience. He said, look, we've all got to dig deep. 
And then <laughs> classic one liner of Survivor. Yeah. Gotta dig deep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is all stars, you know, you've got to do yeah. what you yeah. gotta do. <laughs> um and then, you know, Vakuma just decided that, that only three of them would try and dig this hole, which I've found to be absolutely absurd. I don't know where the benefit was only having three hands instead of six. Or three pairs of hands. Um, yeah. And that yeah. really, um, that screwed them over for the rest of the challenge. Like you saw how far ahead the other tribe got before they even got through. I don't know if editing kind of played tricks on us in that sense at all. Oh, but, yeah. I-, I was thinking that. Like you've got to, they obviously have to make it look like it's closer than yeah. it was. It was probably really like not close at all. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I would think that. Um, I also, I appreciated the fact that, I know I've, I'm going back to Dave quite a bit in, in this, but he was really painted as a hero in, in this challenge, purely because of that first bit when he was saying, yeah, we've got to, you know, we've got to dig deep, not wide, and his strategy was the way that kind of won them. And then obviously the first throw that, or the first, you know, throw that he was shown was the winning, the winning shot. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. So that's something I noticed and that's something I thought was pretty cool, um, which obviously sent Vakima back to Tribal Council um, where they would have had to vote out one of their own, this, this you know, six that's been so tight and so solid for so long uh, finally has to eat one of their own, um, which, again, I just, I just assumed that it wasn't going to happen. So at this stage I was like, okay, I'm kind of checking out. Tribal Council is all going to be irrelevant. And all of this chat will be kind of interesting to see, you know, how, well, who gets targeted for one. Um, and, you know, if these old tribes kind of come back to, to the fray, which ultimately they did slightly. Um, but Brooke saw this as an opportunity to take out a target of hers, which I respected. Um, I find Brooke as... Uh, I think she's a really good social player, but yeah. in terms of strategy and gameplay, she's probably one of the weak players. Yeah, I in agree. My I, think I would agree too. Like her social and I got to say physical game as well. Absolutely, oh, yeah. she's probably the strongest girl out there. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, like obviously she has good reason to be on All Stars. Like, and I think people obviously probably would have gone into this season looking at her a bit like under the radar, not really seeing her as a threat, mm. which is good for her. But she's just kind of cruised along up until this point. Yeah, she's definitely so, been on the top half of all. Yeah. She's she hasn't in. had to do anything. She hasn't been a target at all. Even when a minority alliance has formed and tried to get some players out, they just haven't targeted the likes of Brooke, you know? Yeah. Being a locky, maybe, but yeah, it's been surprising. Like, obviously, Brooke and Lockie are so so tight, and it's so well known how close they are. Um, yet, there's been very minimal chatter about actually actively trying to split them up. Um, yeah, that, that's what I mean. I think they'll coast into merge, and then that's when trouble will strike. And I think Lockie might be the one to go just based on the physical, like challenge based even though brooks a challenge based too but like i said she comes in like very under the radar like yeah absolutely uh i i agree with you there i think Lockie will be one of the first ones to go uh come merge purely because he's 
the biggest specimen out there. Um, and he's, I think he's a little bit, he could come up as a little bit polarizing. Um, oh, he's very polarizing. Look, I like, I actually sent an AK question. I'm not sure if you, you, you follow him. I don't mm. think you do, do you? You don't follow players on Insta, do you? I try to avoid it, but I do with a few. So AK, I follow him because we've met a couple of times before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I like having chats with him and stuff. Yeah. So I follow him and I, I like like seeing all of his Insta stories where he's just calling out people who run on him. Yeah. yeah, see, I sent a couple of Q&As. One of them actually was bringing up that whole fact about people hating on him and yeah. he, he answered it and said the reason why, like, because I asked, like, why don't you just ignore them? And he said, I'd just do it because I have thick skin and I just show them, like, I just call them out. But yeah. another question I asked actually was, is cocky, is Lockie, is cocky, is Lockie that cocky and arrogant in real life? And he said, like, Lockie's actually a really nice guy, and obviously the edit portrays him in a certain way. But regardless, if he's got a polarizing, like, edit, and he's got that same season two edit, like, mm. yeah, you can't see him. I, I mean, honestly, I see, I see him as a, the merge boot at this point, kind yeah. of the Andy edit from last season. Yeah. If you Slides. remember that, yeah, like, obviously, Andy's a completely different player. But it's the same concept. I mean, Lockie's got it even worse because he's a physical beast. Yeah. Well, like, and oh, he's, he's also, but it's also a bit unlikable. Yeah. I mean, I could yeah. see Dave voting against him straight away at merge. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it'll be just one of those things. Like, I think Mo will kind of target him as well because she'll know that he was the driving factor behind Matt's, uh, you know, departure. Um and I just, I kind of see it as, yeah, like everything's pointing towards him being the merch boot. Um, especially, you know, even that, you know, he's really tight bond with Brooke. Brooke won't cop as much as the flack. She might, it might be a split. You never know. Depends how many people they've got on their side. That's true. Um, but it seems like the easy first vote come merge. Yeah, I, I mean, going back to Brooke, though, I'm really proud that she made this move because, as I said, she's just been coasting along. And if she wants to win this game, and she was my female winner's pick, actually, so I'm glad she's still out there. But um, if she wants to win this game, you've got to build, start building resumes. Like, you see David yeah. building the resume so early on. Oh, and yeah. He's obviously, being so Matt, Matt, Jack, the Matt, yeah. like, counter-alliance that he made. Yeah, yeah bringing out the idol the other night. Like, it's those type of things that if you did get to the end, you're going to win this game. Yeah, and absolutely. just kind of added that to her resume. And, like, if she can make it to the end, she's got a good shot now because she's just been coasting along at this point. And if you just coast along in a majority alliance, people aren't going to respect you for that. So I respect her for making that move. Yeah, even though it's sure. risky, it's risky keeping someone like Harry around. I'd even say it's risky keeping a Shawnee around because the social game is just that good. Mm-hmm. Shawnee's just so goddamn likable um, in every sense of the word, and she's actually starting to prove herself um, in challenges, yeah. which I don't think will be much of a factor come merge, but I think her social abilities will make her go far, um, oh. and I think she'll be able to... She's she could got the be the fourth-place goddess again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely. I could actually see it happen. Like, I could see her, you know, wheeling and dealing her way through and navigating herself really deep into the game. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Sean goes. 
Um, Harry, yeah, I do agree with you. I think he's someone that obviously they all know he did so well last season. Ultimately came third. Would have definitely beaten Baden had he made, um, and was probably going to beat PR. Yeah, had, he probably would have yeah, beat PR. If, if by any way they'd both made final, final two, um, which I was talking about while watching the episode. I don't think that was ever going to happen, but regardless. Um, so, yeah, Harry's a very smart dude. Um, and he knows the game really, really well. And I think he's not afraid to kind of flip when he has to, um, which, yeah, it could come back to bite them. Um, Flick, however, I don't think she was going to kind of deviate from that four anytime soon oh, at least. She, oh, look, she said it herself. She played too safe. Yeah. And I agree. Like both my yeah. dad and myself said – she should have made this move when John was in the game. They would have probably had the numbers with those, just those three. Yeah. Or even just the move before that, use Lydia. Like, it's fine to take out Abby. Like, we get yeah. that. Take out one of those. It's old Makuda. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense for Shawnee. makes sense for everyone involved. But when you start, like, getting down to the numbers, you've got to work with the Matt Rogers. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's a potential shield for starters. Like, yeah. And then... Yeah. There's no way Matt Rogers makes it deep into the game when he's, you know, again, he's one of those physical players and he's really good socially. Like, he's he's got threat written all over him. So he's going to be an early target instead of yourself. Yeah. In the same so, time. I don't know if that was the smartest move. Yeah. And no. it's, funny, it's funny, actually, how every time John gets eliminated, so last season and this season, he all of a sudden, I know this is a few episodes back now, but he's he all of a sudden has a strong strategic and social game. Like, all we <laughs> see from John is, like, he's bombing the palmy, and then yeah. all of a sudden, his elimination episode, he's actually got some strategy. He's talking and, and defending himself. Yeah. I'm just, dif- like, disappointed that, like, Flick and AK didn't make that move. Yeah. I no, get it. I, AK's in that I, power I, position. He's got to safely cruise to merge at this rate, but... Yeah, AK, I think, is playing one of the best under-the-radar games so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's not going for guns blading, blade, blazing like mm. he did last time. Yeah, I think he's he's seen the way he lost last time, um, and he's seen the way that winners kind of make it through. So, yeah. obviously, he's oh, yeah. being... You're so right about that. I haven't even thought about that, to be honest. Yeah. But I think so, Nick's in the same position as well, although I do worry that Nick is in a bit of trouble, but that's just because he kind of got tribe screwed. Yeah, absolutely. As well. like, there. there was a few points where I was a bit clu- like, why would you do that? But Nick explained himself well on social media. Like that Zach and Shawnee non-elimination. I yeah. was like, I don't really think Nick made the right choice in targeting a Zach. But come to terms with it now, like, he didn't piss anyone off. Yeah. And he he made sense of it on his social media. Yeah. So apart from that, I think he's playing, like, this similar sort of under-the-radar game. Yes, I agree. He's just on the wrong side of the numbers at this point. And I, I do uh, worry for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would assume that... Merge, he might be okay for a little while. But yeah. it's just about when Merge is. Obviously, it's going to be... It won't be Monday, like, no. based on the preview. But I'm guessing we merge at 12, which, depending on that non-elimination episode, uh, if 
if that actually comes into fruition, like fruition, like it'll either be Tuesday or Wednesday merch. Yeah, depending I'm, on Kari actually uses that or. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a merge on Tuesday night, um, yeah. purely because it'll be that second the second time that this advantage can be used will be Monday. It'll be a non-elim, and it kind of makes sense that they go in uh, with 13 because it leaves, if it's a final two, it'll leave an odd number um, and, you know, avoiding ties and all of that type of stuff. I think that's a, makes that's a good more point, sense. Actually. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah, I always think about that. Like, US Survivor does it all the time. Now they merge with 13. Yeah. Just to avoid that first vote being a tie. Yeah. First vote being a tie and then the last vote being, like, obviously the jury will be an odd number if it's that's, final two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Australian Survivor has always been a final two, so it kind of just makes sense to me. Um, so that's yeah. what I'm expecting. Going yeah. to that advantage, do you think Harry gives that to, say, a Nick if we if they do? I think so. I, I can't see him wasting it. Yeah, because I'm bet you saw what happened with Henry making the flashy move. It just was his downfall. Yeah. My question is if Harry gives that to like Nick, it's probably gonna be visible. Or someone will find out. Yeah. Then Nick and Harry are both in trouble regardless. Yeah. It's targeting like, both. Like at this point I think it'd be safer for him just to if they did lose, just to keep it out of play. Solely because Yeah. Also, you got to consider, like, at this rate, you'd say Dave's, Dave's a sure bet for Merge, and uh, he is definitely going to want a gun for Harry for voting him out. We saw how he treated Daisy. Yeah. And I think the only person that he visibly spoken to about wanting to work with is actually Abby, because yeah. she said in her post-game interview, uh, in like exit interviews that she wanted to work with Dave and use him as a strategic threat, but yeah. everyone else from his season that's been on all stars, which I think is Harry, the only other one left from season. Yeah. Wow. Harry at the moment. Yeah. So geez. So we yeah. saw John, John and Abby go. Who else was on that? Uh, Daisy. Daisy. Good. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, he didn't, I, I don't I would I would have assumed he wouldn't have wanted to work with John. I don't think he's gonna to want to work with Harry. So yeah, no. Harry doing something like that could put him into some more trouble. So Yeah. See how that advantage plays out. If it is Varkmar, I think Harry will just go, Look, today we don't have to worry. I've got this advantage. This is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Either way, we're all making it through. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah. my point is if that happens like how do the editors edit the episode? Yeah. Do they make well, exactly. it look like someone's going? Because, I mean, obviously that's like a different discussion, but it, it, it is interesting because... Well, do you think they'd make him not tell anybody? And no, say, can't it, talk about it until, until tribal. Well, that's what I was thinking. And I was also thinking, like, this advantage as well, like, just say Makuta loses... I wonder if producers would encourage him to give it to, say, Nick and say, yeah. we need to fill this quota of non-elimination episodes because yeah. it is true. Like, they need to have one more non-elimination and I can't see how else they would do it. Obviously, they could bring back, say, Dead Man Walking, the jury removal twist, any of yeah, these type I, of I, twists. Mm, I didn't I, mind I Dead Man Walking. Jury I actually... you, you what, sorry? 
wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a jury removal. I think that would be a really cool kind of thing that they... I don't think they've done it in Oz Survivor yet. Well, I think they did it in Jericho's season. He removed Tessa? That's it. No, yeah. that's... Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, they've only done it once in US Survivor, and that was Kairong. Yeah. It was interesting. I think that was more effective with yeah. the twist. I didn't really like Jericho removing Tessa. I love Tessa, and she would have voted Jericho, so... Ah, uh, yeah. Jericho, I think it's fairly well known now that he wasn't a strategic mastermind that no, everyone was thinking he was. It's all about social game, really. Yeah. Oz Survivor. Yeah. But US Survivor, like, for Kairong, I think Michelle made such a, like, good move to, like, remove oh, Neil. Yeah, because he was going to rip absolute shreds through her. And he was so salty when he did remove, when yeah. she did remove him. So I, I really liked it then. I don't know how it will work in Oz Survivor again. I didn't really like it the first time. But if that did come up, wouldn't mind it. Dead Man Walking as well. Don't actually mind that twist. I get it. It's like, if you get... Dead Man Walking, it's basically in- inevitable that you'll probably get voted on next. But David has played, David right here has played in our online, online org. And he came Dead Man Walking. And I was Dead Man Walking, and guess what? I survived, didn't I? Yeah, exactly. What happened? Did an idol get played on you or something? Yeah, uh, what was it? Yeah, I think that was Final 7 from memory. And I still had I still had an extra vote, so I had I played my extra vote to force uh, the other guys to not split votes. So it was always going to be a four three vote, and then an idol got played on me. That's um, right, yeah, yeah, which sent Kath going, um, which I thought was a really good move, um, and I wanted to claim as my own move, but then um, it was claimed by the eventual winner. Uh, (laughs) i'm not salty at all i promise you Uh, (laughs) we'll get back to that in all stars like that's fine (laughs) yeah david's David's revenge arc would be like uh the brook and flick revenge except sal never had to vote you out he was just like basically it was just hey man sorry for voting your name or writing your name down last tribal and then he writes my name again so (laughs) we'll see what happens again it'll be it'll be a fun arc it'll be fun see Based on that premises, though, like it's a good twist if you do have that. It gives that opportunity for an idol to play or someone to change or switch their vote. Like you made it to the end in our org, despite yeah. being like in Final Seven and becoming Dead Man Walking. So that's another non-elimination twist I wouldn't mind seeing. But yeah, apart yeah. from those two options, yeah, the advantage is really the only other way that I can see that panning out. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And so, it does make it interesting because if it's not played, then they have to throw in another yeah, like twist. They have, they have to, to some other twist, basically, on their feet. Which I'm sucks sure for the producers, but it's just the way Channel Ten works. And yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, I wonder what they would use. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm not sure how they'd go. I, I reckon it would be something like that. Probably wouldn't use a dead man walking again just because they've used it fairly recently that's um, true yeah but i don't know i i i've got a, a pretty strong feeling it'll be used monday by one of the two tribes so i i'm relatively confident that the you know the people that we've got in the game right now will be the ones that make merge merge yeah fair yeah i i, I can sort of agree I, I like if anything we get one more boot yeah 
as you said, numbers wouldn't be even then. Mm-hmm. Yes, just from a numbers standpoint, it makes more sense that this would be the merge. And when I think we normally merge at 13, don't we? From memory, yeah. There's usually 13 or 11. Because I remember Phoebe was the last boot in her first season. Yeah. Before merge, right? Yeah, and she was. She finished 14th. Yeah. So they merged with 13 then. I think it was 13 last season. Mm. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. We'll see what yeah. happens on Monday, but yeah, true, true, true. Anyway, moving on. Um, how oh, should, should we go into tribal first before we talk talk about that moment at the end of tribal? Yeah, I don't really think there's much from tribal apart from Flick feeling like she was confident, but then she got weary more and more towards the yeah. end of tribal, and Harry yeah. just being Harry, thinking shit, it's me. I think the biggest weakness in Harry's game is he ha- he lacks a bit of awareness. I think so as well. I think David is the most aware player that there is. In saying that, he got voted out with an idol. So yeah. he does have to show himself up for that. But I, I, what I mean by Harry being unaware is just that Luke Toki like, advantage play out last season. And Harry was so sure it was him going home. And yeah. he sent because he sent Baden back to camp, and then it was Abby who got blindsided. Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so I, I, I do think he does ha- have a little lack of awareness in some so, regard. Yeah, potentially. I do agree with you there. And he uh, did think like, "Oh shit, it's me," but it's not going to matter, sort of thing. And I imagine when he got this advantage, he probably just thought, "Here's the producers handing me the non-elimination episode." Like. <laughs> Well, that's what I would have thought too. Like, if I'll, I'll be real, if, if that was me that received that uh, that advantage, I probably wouldn't have fought to save my spot. I would have just been like, you know what, I'm good. I want to see how this plays out, yeah. and I'm going to play this regardless. Um, so the fact that he still kind of pitched himself to everybody and, and tried to, to, you know, use, well, I think it was more Brooks' move, but I think, using that rivalry kind of to his advantage was, was nice to see. Um, and I think tribal itself, he fought quite hard to make sure that it wasn't his name being written down. Well, I find it interesting because he didn't actually have to like, he didn't, I, I mean, he didn't actually have to fight for himself. Like this advantage last two tribals. Yeah. Which obviously the point of this is, hey, use it within the next two tribals because then we're merging. Like, I'm sure normal, yeah. like, fans like us, I'm, I'm sure you probably thought when you saw this advantage, like, well, this is just the pre-merge non-elimination, like... Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, do they actually have to have two more non-eliminations now that you think about it? I think there's three non-elims in Australian Survivor. Three non-elims. We had one. That would mean that there's a merge one as well. Actually, yeah, traditionally there is one around the 6-7 six, six, mark. Yeah, so, it's just the way uh, the game works. Yeah, say in about three weeks' time there'll be another non-elim. Because uh, last season it was the Exile one. Mm-hmm. And I think that counted as two, right? Yes, from was memory. Pre- was there a pre-merge one? Oh, dude, you're testing my memory here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, usually when the new Australian Survivor starts, it's literally all... I'm devoting my, my thought space to. 
Um, I guess I guess the Ross one was sort of a non-elimination, but he did go, so... Yeah, somewhat. Um, I could be wrong, but I believe that if there is another non-elim, then that means there's another one to come. Yeah. Which means we will see one of these twists that we've talked about coming to play. Yeah, about. Well, yeah I was going to say, maybe we're just too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And that's what's happening in the next couple of weeks. But, but yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting because if it's only last two tribals, like, in that perspective, don't you just go, well, it's two, like, two tribals, I can't use later, like, yeah. is it now? Well, like, yeah, that's He made that's the right I... decision. He made the right decision, but, like. Yeah. Well, it just kind of shows for me that, like, you know, obviously when AK got up and, and spoke to him straight away, like there was enough trust there for him to to say, okay, you know what? I believe this guy. I don't well, think I'm going. It was really good but, from a viewing perspective, actually, because it made you think: Do we trust AK? Like, yeah, he's come. Oh, no, well, this was one of the first episodes I've gone in, and like before reading that vote, I was like, shit, like who could this be? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I thought 100%, even when AK got up and said, hey, man, don't play whatever you've got, I thought that it was Harry going home or Harry getting the votes. So the fact that he actually got up and he told them the truth, for me, it, it, again, it really paints AK in a, in a good light, in a positive light, and it makes me think he's going to kind of, he's going to continue this um, positive trend. Um, towards the end game, I suppose. Um, yeah, and I don't know. It's just it was just cool to watch. Um, so yeah, but then Flick went. Who obviously she's been so so purple this season, um, which is a real shame because she was one of the you know big draw cards, I suppose, for all stars. She was on all the banners, all the promos and stuff, um, and she barely got seen for the first three and a half weeks. Yeah. But in a sense, like we did sort of see that rede- that like Brooke revenge arc that it yeah. did promote us for. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of makes me think that that's basically all the, that they were taking from Flick. So but obviously, like else, mm. they can't show all the big players in the promos. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, and you need to have a diverse range of players. Like they weren't gonna show us Moana having this insane strategic edit like people would look at Mo as a promo and be like this is weird why are we promoing Mo so much like Hmm. pre-merge boot you've got to really like hype up players that not only entertain the fans but like I guess yeah a range of players like Tars like Hmm. Tarman he hasn't done much this season, but he's still there. Yeah. But he's, he's got still... that casual fan base. Like, yeah. No, no, for he's sure. He's not even just casual, but he's just really likable. Yeah, absolutely. And he's also got a little bit... I didn't realise he was on the UK. I'm a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was looking through his Instagram and I saw that. I was like, what? You know, that's that's like a kind of coming from nowhere. But that's pretty cool. I only found out like yeah a couple months ago as well. To be fair, so yeah. No, I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, like that kind of brings up like the whole uh, advertising, like for Australian Survivor, it's just infuriating 
before the game actually starts. Um, and I'm sure you agree with me on this purely from like a, like just why don't you release the full cast list? Like, oh, oh it's so frustrating. It is really frustrating. Like they obviously don't care too much about spoilers because they let all pre-merge boots or pre-jury boots go straight home. So if people really wanted to go out and find a boot list, they could. Um, so it just doesn't make sense for me why they wouldn't like hype up all of the players and yeah. highlight as many people as possible. Yeah, look, I love Australian Survivor, and I think it's actually got its strength over US Survivor, especially in the current era. Like, I yeah. definitely have preferred the last few seasons of Oz Survivor compared to US Survivor. David vs. Goliath literally has, oh, has like, saved US Survivor. Yeah. And the whole edge of extinction is making Winners at War a little difficult for me to watch properly. Like I love, I love Winners of War. Don't get me wrong; it's been great so far, two episodes in. But I do have a massive problem with Edge of Extinction. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone does. I know that the non-elimination twists suck for Australian All Stars, but we can just be thankful we do not have Edge of Extinction. (laughs) But that's so. I think it's a positive. My two big problems with Australian Survivor, though, is yeah, firstly. Promo, release the whole cast before the game started, please, uh, before it starts, please. Second thing, yeah. send your like castaways to Ponderosa. Like, keep them in a villa. Can't allow spoilers. Yeah. Oh, because Abby literally spoiled to me, well, Daisy did as well, because Daisy was spotted in Sydney, and I, I knew she'd gone early, and Abby, same thing. She did exit press for her last season back home in Australia, I believe. Yeah. And, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Both of them did, actually. And they, they did that Facebook Live thing. Yeah. Um, and Abby was, was like, live-streaming her coming home on Instagram. doesn't take a genius to work out the filming dates and be like, well, Abby's obviously not going that far. So, that's just... Yeah, so, that's how a lot of the early boots got, like, kind of spoiled to me, because purely because of just me, you know, yeah, social media. Instagram. And then I see all these people who have disappeared for a couple of weeks come back, and it's like, you know, aren't, aren't you trying to hide this at all? Like, yeah. And then they're so adamant that, like, even this season there was no cast list or cast photos or anything released up until the start of the first episode. Like, there was no official release. And it's just infuriating for me as, as like, you know, as big of a fan I am. I want to read like promos. I want to. I want to go through everyone's profiles and stuff yeah, like that, same, and like, hear their like you know kind of stories and arcs and stuff to see how they're going to play. That's what I love about the US one so much. Yeah, I was. Can, I was just thinking they US definitely has that over Australian Survivor. Like, yeah, yeah, they give us like a good at least a month to kind of get to know the cast before the episode before the season starts. So that's yeah. that's my thing. Um, and that kind of goes back to, yeah, I think Flick was just so massively um, hyped. Not hyped, but she was, like, promoted and advertised um, for this season. And it is it was a little bit of a shame to see her get nothing for so long yeah. um, until, like, basically tonight's episode, which made me think, yeah, she's in trouble. But, you know, what can you do? Uh, anything else you want to bring up before we wrap things up? <laughs> 
I think we've we're pretty well covered. It's been what forty three minutes. We've done well. Yeah, I've been doing the mini recaps lately of these long ass episodes. It's just been rushing, but I guess it's yeah. easier to do that because when you have no one to talk to about it, you just kind of like it's like an episode summary, just to... yeah. Mr. Lonely. But yeah, yeah, no, I think I think we've we've covered this in pretty like in depth pretty far. Um, so who is you your Player yeah. of the year. Oh, mate, you, you just asked me just exactly what I was going to ask you. Um, for me personally, ooh, a bit of a tough one, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would say Brooke, actually, just because I feel like that was her move. Yeah. And she can claim that. Mm-hmm. I also liked AK in this episode, and I also liked Harry in this episode. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on all three, but I would probably, if I was doing a top three, I do number one, Brooke, number two, AK, number three, Dave. I think. Dave, that's interesting. Uh, Why Dave? I I think he was just kind of portrayed as, again, as the hero on his side. So oh, it, yeah. it, for the, for the like, challenge, yeah. Challenge, it looked like he was the reason why they won. Um, so, again, it kind of paints him in a positive light. Uh, and I think for me, he, like Harry obviously had a lot to do with the episode and a lot of, the narrative was driven by himself and, you know, his advantage. But I think Dave was definitely um, quite prevalent on the other side. So, yeah, I think he's made some decent moves on that side. And he's got um, two which will make it interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't wait to see what he does. And who's your next boot? Ooh. If we merge, I'm going to say it's Lockie as the merge boot. But I think Nick could be in a bit of trouble too. He does have his, uh, the rascals, Shotty yep. and Harry still in the game. But I do worry for Nick. Yes, which he is hard. He just has that vibe. Yeah. I should be worried about David. Three episodes ago, I would have been super worried about David coming into this merge. Mm. But now he's got allies and he's got two bloody idols. And yeah. it's just, like, I can't see him going for a while. Like, I think he's, he's got a beat where he finished last season, so... Oh, comfortably. And I think the fact that, yeah, he does have his two idols and there are, like, so many other targets ahead of him um, that makes me think that even once he is seen as a threat or someone that need they need to get, it could be too late and he'll have another two tribal councils to get through at least, um, before he's yeah, in the... Well, I worry about deep him and Deep Merge. Yeah. But if he just wins immunity, mm. I mean, he's not going to have to, say, pull out a mic from uh, no. Worlds Apart and just have one idol and then have to win every immunity from there. He won't have to do that. No, because I don't Firstly, so. he has two idols, and secondly, as he said, there's just these bigger threats in front of him. Mm. Like, David doesn't even have to win that first merge immunity for them to go, we need to get rid of Lockie. He's got the numbers for it, should be comfortable. Then you've got the strategic threat. So they'll go, hey, Nick's, Nick's a weapon. Mm-hmm. You can even go, Nick's, Harry. Nick's... You can go Harry as well. Like Both those two are much bigger threats on that regard. So that's three people already in front of Dave. Like That takes mm-hmm. to 10 already, you know? Yeah. And then he's got his two idols, which I think they'll try and flush 
obviously they'll try and flush the first one, assuming that he's only got one. Um, but then if he gets targeted again, he's just going to come back out swinging. So I think that alliance he's got with Mo and by association, Dave, uh, sorry, Tarzan and Jackie. Jackie. That's, oh, that's crucial. Like, crucial. Yeah, it'll be a really solid four um, for now. So, I, would, I would even go as far as to say Moana's a bigger target than David at this rate. I think so. I think so, because she's the glue that kind of sticks those four together, even Zach. And Zach, it's kind of one of those situations but, where you kind of take out, like, the second in charge, I guess. I, I would say Moana's in charge, but mm. in the sense, if you're looking at it from the other perspective, you know, you see it in US Survivor as well. Like, they target that second person instead. Yeah. Yeah, they don't go for the head of the snake. They go for, like, yeah. the number two. But that's the <laughs> issue. If you don't take them out, like... Mm. Look at then how Tony won Kagi on, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say. And, like, even, you know, the, the whole Dom and Wendell thing, that was just, they were just so adamant to not vote for either of them when it was so clear that they were so tight and, you know, yeah. in control. Even when some of them were targeted, like... Yeah. People like Laurel ended up getting votes, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, so, it didn't make any sense. So, But I, I don't think that's as much how Australian Survivor is played. I think if you're if you're perceived as a big strategic or a threat or a big game player, you're going to get votes. So here's Dave, the thing, though. The social game is so important in Oz Survivor. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people, like Abby said in her exit interview, and I think people are going to realise that this time, come Verge, the people that win this game are social threats. You need to take out the likes of Pia. Yeah. You need to take out the Jerichos. You need to take out even, I would go as far as to say, Christian Shane. Yeah. Those type of people are social threats and they sit at the end and they win the game, not by being necessarily strategic, but by dominating their social game. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, if they don't realize, they need to take out the likes of Sean, Shawnee. I'd even go as far as to say someone like Jackie, yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree with you. And that's why I think AK will kind of go a lot further than what other people would assume or think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's playing a social game from, like, in a, in a snake's clothing kind of thing. Like, My problem is, though, like, I feel like those type of players always make endgame, and they will again. Mm. But I worry for the endgame this time because I genuinely think someone strategic could win. Yeah, like a Mo, maybe even a David at this rate. Like, yeah, I feel like those type of strategic players could win an All Star season because they've played before. They know social threats win this game, so so it could be they, yeah, kind of a change of philosophy, which I would I'd be very happy to see. Oh, it'd like, be refreshing I, as well. I, I just want like I want nothing more than David and Tony winning like Survivor this season. It would be, it's honestly very it would, unlikely, but if I could just get one of them. Yeah, it would redeem both US seasons last year. Like, it would just make it all worth it. I am a bit worried, but I, I mean, Tony's got a really good editor as well. So does uh, David. Like, yeah. I'm positive at the moment, but that could be a bad thing. So, yeah, I was gonna say. We'll, we'll see that tomorrow. I'll probably watch it. And... Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, fingers crossed. We'll see how we go anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good week in Survivor. I'm looking forward to World Winners at War. Yeah, and, um, I think I'll watch it in the morning when it's live on CBS live stream. So. Yeah you i'll have to wait until it's on uh on a normal day tomorrow, so it's nothing yeah. better than spend the day watching 
Yeah. Remind me to mute all conversations with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And thank you, Dave, for joining me today. Been a good chat, actually. Yeah, this has been fun. All right. I'm sure you'll join again sometime in the merge, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Sweet as. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Take it easy.